everybody welcome to episode number 70 now of the who's number one podcast uh exciting time for us uh when this comes out it'll be monday it'll be four days before the who's number one event happens which just got announced a few days ago so we got a whole bunch of cool stuff coming up on that gordon ryan versus kyle bame no time limit nikki ryan versus tyro tolo and Cade rotolo versus ethan carlinston in 15 minute matches plus a whole bunch of other uh stuff on the under undercard and joining me today on today's show is the, uh, one of the athletes from the Coleman event there, Nikki Ryan. Nikki, how's it going, man? What's up, man? I'm doing good. How about you? All good, all good. I just got to Dallas. I'm uh, here working for covering Fight to Win this weekend. My third third week in a row in Dallas. I'll be next week with you. It'll be four weekends in a row in Dallas. So, wow. yeah, getting used to it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what's up with you? What have you been up to these days? Uh, what are you doing on quarantine and everything? Yeah, so, uh, you know, training has been pretty hard, you know. Uh, haven't really been able to go up to the city that much. Um, so, pretty much just been uh, training with some of Gary's students. They have their own setup in their garage. So I just drive over to their house, and I've been doing my training sessions that way. you training with Gary a lot? you roll with Gary a lot? Uh, no, I haven't really been training with Gary too much. It's mostly just uh, his students because uh, Gary moved up closer to the city now. He's in Secaucus, and I'm okay. Yeah, I'm still like 45 minutes away from him, so I think he's still gone into the city, and uh, I've just been training with uh, his students. About how often you've been training these days? You train like once a day, or? Uh yeah, like once to twice a day. What else do you do? Do you do, you do a lot of weight training? I know your brother's huge on weight training. Do you lift weights very much? Uh, I, I was doing it for a, a bit, um, but once, obviously, once everything got locked down, it just completely shut it out. So I've uh, I've been doing some body weight exercises to help keep up, though. What's your weight at these days? Because I know you're you're growing a lot. You were 66 kilograms the last ADCC, but I'd imagine you'll probably be 77 next time, right? Uh, yeah, probably. I'm right now. I'm sitting around like 165 ish. All right. Cool. Cool. So, uh, what about your brother? Do you train with your brother a lot? Uh, just because of the whole lockdown thing, I haven't really been able to. Kind of sucks. Definitely not the ideal training camp, but um, yeah. <laughs> what's it like when you roll with him? He's so much bigger than you now. It's a what's what's that round like? How do you guys roll yeah, up when you're terrible? It's my least favorite round for sure. Um, <laughs> but no, you know he he knows how to control himself, so it's not like I'm afraid of getting hurt or anything. Um, it, it's it's one of my favorite rounds, honestly. Like I learned so much training with him. So what's uh, what are you thinking about this match coming up at, at who's number one? This match with you, you and Ty. Uh, it's gonna be a good match, you know. I uh, previously faced his brother Cade, and uh, they yeah. have similar games. I know that Ty's uh, a bit bigger. I, I'm pretty sure. Um, so we'll see. You know, obviously they have some small differences in their game. Um, so we'll see what happens. How do you think you match up with him? Um, I think I'll I think I'll do pretty well. I feel like I have a, a bad style for him. You know, I'm very uh, heavy into leg locks, and I feel like that's what their their one hole in their game is. Yeah. So, uh, how did you 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 defeated Ty, I believe, by heel hook, correct? Uh, I defeated K by heel. Oh yeah, you, yeah. That's why I meant you defeated K by heel hook. Uh, what about the the rules? Do you like uh, submission only rules? Do you think that that uh, favors you or favors him? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I love the fight to win rule set. Um, that's actually what I asked for, sub only to a judge's decision. Um, I, I think it favors me. I feel like I'm more well-known for finishing people. Yeah, you got uh, good leg locks, but I mean, I know I was watching some of your matches the other day. You got a, you got a pretty good triangle, too, huh? Yeah, yeah. I would say my three top submissions are probably triangles from the back, triangles, and leg locks. That's pretty much what almost all the guys on our team are uh, using. Uh, is this a match? I mean, I know a lot of the fans have been looking forward to this match just because, I mean, obviously you're such a hot prospect coming out of uh, your career with Danaher and all that, and then Ty obviously did very well at ADCC. Is this a match that you had wanted to have? or? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, Ty uh, exploded after ADCC. He had a, an amazing performance. You know, I made it to the second day. So um, ever since then, I've been uh, really looking forward to have a match with him. Did you guys train together at that? Uh, were you at that Modolfo thing? Yeah, I was, I was at the Modolfo camp. I don't think I, – I didn't get to train with Ty. I got to train with Cade, though. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. He might have been thinking about this. So uh, how's, your, how's your training been for this? I mean, that's something that I've worked fight to win like three weekends in a row, and I've, I've noticed it's, you know, it's a big variety in how people's training is. Like some people are just like training with their girlfriend. Some people have like a full-on training camp. So how, how prepared do you feel you are going into this thing? Um, I still feel pretty prepared even though I haven't been able to go into the city. You know, I'm pretty confident in my ability to learn on my own. Um, so I'm definitely still progressing, obviously not as much as if I were training with John and everyone, um, but it's definitely not the ideal training camp, but I, I still feel uh, relatively prepared. Cool, cool. I'm going to run through the other matches with you uh, and see what you think about them. First off, let's talk about Ethan versus Cade Roto, the other Roto that you fought. How, what do you think about this matchup? Yeah, that, that'll be an exciting match. You know, both those guys are like scrappy you know they never stop moving I, I think it'll definitely be an exciting match um i do think that ethan will win by leg lock i know that ethan had uh, previously gone against ty at the east coast trials um and he was able to win by toehold i believe um so i think it'll be a pretty similar match yeah because uh it's sort of interesting i think ethan had only fought ty and you had only fought Cade, correct yeah now we're switching so switch it up for this one yeah. uh Obviously, you fought Ethan before at, like, uh, the trials a few years ago. Do you train with Ethan a lot? Is he one of your main training partners yeah, normally? Yeah, sure. I train Before this lockdown, I was training with him, like, almost every day. He's, for a while, he was actually living with me, so we were definitely training a lot. Yeah, he lives with your brother now, right? Uh, yeah. How do you think – how do you how do you see that match uh, goes down? Do you think it uh, – Ethan could get the sub, or how do you think it, it ends up happening? Yeah, I think that Ethan is uh, going to go in and attack the legs. Um, I, I think that he'll be able to break through on the legs, but uh, even if he doesn't, it'll cause Kate to turn away, and Ethan's a master of taking the back. So, Yeah. As you said, you guys are great uh, with your submissions, with the, with the leg locks and everything, and the back attacks, all of that. So submission-only rules has to be in your favor, but if, if the Ruotolos were going to give you and Ethan trouble, how do you think that would be? What do you think would be their path to victory? Yeah, um, so I know both of them have very good darses, so that's definitely yeah. one that they could submit us. Um, you know, that's something that I've been working on a lot in training, you know, putting myself in darses and working my way out. And um, they're also, they also have very good passing. So if it goes to a judge's decision, you know, he might be able to pass my guard once or twice during the match, and that's another way that he could win. For sure, for sure. What about the, uh, the main event, your brother versus Kyle Bame? Yeah, that'll be a good one. I, I think that Gordon's going to take that one pretty easily. Yeah, he's got to be the heavy favorite, right? But, I mean, i got to give Bane credit for stepping up. Uh, I've been trying yeah. to find these no-time-limit matches for Gordon for a while. Nobody wants to do it. 
being yeah. with somebody who actually was like, all right, fine, I'll do it. No. Yeah, yeah, and no one wants a no-time limit match with Gordon. Yeah, what, why do you think your brother is so dangerous in a no-time limit match? Why do you think everybody's so scared of it? Um, well, one, he's very hard to submit, you know, on multiple occasions we've seen him in positions where he should be completely screwed and getting submitted and he, he gets out, you know, just like with Craig in the EBI uh, overtime, crazy armbar escape. And uh, another reason is he finishes almost all his matches. He has a, a crazy high sub rate and that's with a time limit. So no time limit it would be even higher. Yeah, I think the, uh, that's sort of the strategy we see from people against him uh, in certain matches. It's like try not to engage too much and just win like a ref's decision or something. But, it's, yeah, if you enter this type of rule set with Gordon, there's yeah, no, no escape. You got to get him. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, all right, cool. It's good, good to get your uh, insight there on those matches. So how did you – I'd imagine your brother probably started a few years before you, right? How did you start training? Um, well, he, he was the one that got me into it. So um, when I was younger, I started a bit after. Like when I was around, I would say, like eight or nine, I did probably two months of uh, training in like a teens class twice a week. And I didn't really like it at first. So I ended up quitting. And then... Uh, was that at Tom's or, I mean, where were you guys at? No, that was at uh, Gary School, Brunswick. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's how I first got into it. Um, and then uh, later on, when I was like 13 or so, uh, Gary and Gordon were trying to get me to come back the whole time. And eventually, uh, they got me to come back. I came back for like one class and like immediately fell in love with it and just started training pretty much every day. What age was that? That was at around 13. How much older is Gordon than you? Uh, six years. So if you were 13 then, he was 19, so he was probably already doing some big stuff. Yeah, it was like just when he started to break out. Did you feel, uh, was there a lot of pressure on you, like since your brother was breaking out and you were starting to train and take it serious, like was there pressure on you, like, all right, you got to go compete too, or did you go out there on your own? Um, no, no one ever pressured me into competing. I was the one that, you know, wanted to go out and do it myself. Uh when did you start competing? What was your first experience with competition? So it was about two months after I started training. I did like a local Naga. Uh, I went into like the adult novice division and I won, I won my division with like three heel hooks. Classic Naga. They, uh, yeah. Competing up at adult when you were like 13 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Heel hooking people in the, in the novice division. <laughs> I was just thinking about Naga the other day. I was that was one of the first tournaments I ever did too. I was wondering if they're even still around. But uh, so you were heel hooking people right off the bat. Two, you said two months in. Yeah, two months in. It was yeah. That was my main submission for a while. It was probably my only submission for a while, to be honest. <laughs> you ever drive anybody crazy? Uh, you have ever have any experiences at tournaments at Naga or whatever when you were obviously much younger and you're heel hooking older guys? Anybody ever get pissed off or anything? Uh, no, I never had any like altercations like that. Now, how many, uh, how many, how many times, how many heel hooks do you think you've hit in your life? Right. Like, yeah. in competition. I mean, if you hit three when you were 13, you've probably hit a hundred something by now, huh? Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. Cause I also don't, I don't compete that often. Um, so it's probably closer to like 50, 75 around there. Yeah. Yeah, you, you brought that up. Uh, you don't compete that often. And I think that's something that really makes this match interesting. But why do you not compete as often, say, as like uh, somebody like 
Gordon or Nicky Rod or some of these other guys in your team? Yeah, so right now I'm just focused on trying to become the best, you know. And every time you compete, you know, you get stuck traveling. It, it takes time away from training. So um, my thought process is I want to stay in New York as long as possible, train as much as possible. Then once I start to get to a higher level, then I'm going to start competing more often. Now I'm starting, uh, now I'm looking to start competing more often uh, now that I've gotten a lot better. Yeah, it makes sense. I remember when I was like a blue belt, purple belt, I used to, I used to go to a lot of IBJJF gi tournaments like every weekend. Like I would travel five weekends in a row. And I came to the realization one time, I'm like, man, I'm not getting any better because I'm always either traveling or getting back from traveling. Yeah, yeah for and sure. I'm training like two or three days a week and then just going yeah. to compete again. Yeah, it definitely takes a lot of time away. So uh, it sounds like we're going to be seeing more of you then. You're going to take more yeah, super fights sure. in the coming future? I'm definitely looking to start competing a lot now. Is there uh I mean, obviously, you don't want to look ahead of time. Is there anybody else that you're looking at out there that are matches that you'd like to have? Yeah, for sure. Um, I want Tanquinho. He just won ADCC, so I would love that match, yeah. Um, uh, Dante Leon's another one. Uh, Hinato Canuto's another one. At, like, any of those guys. I'm, I'm starting to look to I'm starting to look to compete against the guys in 77, too. Mm-hmm. I believe that'll be my uh, weight class for the next ADCC. Wagner Hosha might be a cool one, too. Yeah, I would, I would love that. So you're going up with the big guy, 77. Like, Dante's a pretty big 77. That'd, that'd be an interesting match. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's an exciting competitor, too. You know, I very rarely do you see him stalling. He's always pushing the pace. So I think that'd be a very exciting match for the fans. Absolutely. Maybe at the next one of these things. Uh, that's uh, that's pretty interesting. So, obviously, you're, you're pretty young and everything, but you said you're working at improving yourself. What are, what are some of your goals, you think, in your career? What do you want to accomplish with your career? Um. So... Obviously, my, my main goal is to win ADCC. That's that's what I want, I want to do. I want, want to win both my division and eventually the Absolute as well. Are you going to try and put some weight on to get bigger to do the Absolute, or are you going to try and do it as a, as a like, um, size guy? You know, we'll see how big I get. Um, but, uh, I mean, obviously, it'll be better if I could, you know, move up to 88. But I don't know if that's going to be possible or not. Um, but even if I'm in 77, I'll, I'll still compete in the Absolute. I mean, Marcelo did pretty good in the Absolute as a 77 guy. Yeah, for sure. It's it just took second. Yeah. You just got to hope your brother holds on to that super fight title so that yeah, you can no, right. fight him in the absolute. <laughs> Don't end up like Gary and get matched up with your brother second round. Yeah, it sucks. So, that's pretty – so, you're looking towards ADCC 2021 as your uh, – that's, that's probably your target then right now, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Would you say the super fight circuit as you make your way there is uh, – Sort of preparations for ADCC? Yeah, 100%. You know, like like I said, I'm looking to start competing against the guys that are going to be in that division. So, you know, I can start to learn their game, get get a feel for, for uh, what their jiu-jitsu is like, and then, uh, you know, prepare for the uh, 2021 ADCC. You've obviously, you've done uh, ADCC twice at 66 kilograms. How do you think things will be different at 77? Guys a little bit bigger. Yeah, um, so it's a very different game between, like, the 66 guys and the 77 guys. You know, I feel like the guys in 66 are a lot more known for their guards, you know, a lot more flexible, and uh, and I feel like the guys in 77 are a lot more well-known for their wrestling and, and top game. Um, so I feel like in 77, like, my, my goal would be to – I'd probably end up pulling guard and then trying to get on top. That would be my main goal because I feel like that's where their weakness is. Uh, I mean, not, obviously not for every competitor in 77, but I feel like that's where their weakness is in the overall 77 division is their bottom game. Yeah, uh, and obviously something that, that you come across, like, like you said, if you could pull guard and try and get on top, 
But a lot of guys are going to try and make it to the OT period and turn it into a wrestling match. Are you really working on your wrestling? Oh, yeah. We, we've been wrestling like every day I, I wrestle because I know it's such a huge part of uh, you know winning ADCC. It's very rare that you see someone win without using any wrestling. Yeah, and I think that's something that keeps you guys ahead of everybody. Like you said, you're working on it now. You see a lot of guys, they start their wrestling camp like three months. All of a sudden, three months before ADCC, everybody's doing wrestling and lifting weights, right? And yeah. They, I mean, you're, you're working on it years out. Yeah, that's what my main goal is. So year-round, I'm working on it. What about, uh, I mean, the big puzzle to solve there at 77 is JT. Uh, obviously, like I don't think the last couple of ADCCs, I don't even know if he's been scored on. He's pretty, he's pretty solid positionally. He's hard to get something going on. What do you yeah. think about a matchup with JT down the road? Um, that would be great. You know, he's a he's very good. Um, you know, he's had a couple matches with Gary. Both of them were very very close at the uh, the last ADCC and the one before that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it would definitely be a tough match. But I'm I would definitely be down for that. Yeah, so that would mean if Gary does it, I don't know where he'll be at his MMA career. You might have to fight Gary second round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see if he does it. He might be focused on MMA. Yeah, uh, hopefully. I would hate to... I mean, I'd, I'd love to see Gary fight uh, ADCC, but I'd also hate to have to watch you guys fight each other. Yeah, But sure. uh <laughs> So, what are you thinking for ADCC? Do you want to become, like, one of the... I mean, you're, you got a, a super head start. What what age were you when you did your first ADCC? Uh, I think I was 16. You were 16, and then you did a second one at 18, probably? Yeah, yeah. So, you got... I mean, you're going to be 20 in your third ADCC. You got... You got a great chance to become one of the all-time greats at ADCC. Is that something that's on your on your mind? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, I want to win multiple ADCC titles. Is there anything else outside of there that you would branch out to do? Would you ever try and do like Nogi Worlds or anything like that? Or uh, I don't really plan on doing IBJJF just because I don't really support that organization. Um, you know, if anything, it would just mainly be uh, super fights against other top competitors. Yeah, the super fight circuit is sort of cool, right? Because it's, it's almost like MMA. Like, you get to, you know, make a match and then, you know, game plan for it and go out there and yeah. have that one match. Get paid. So, what's it like? What's what's it like training uh, for you? What's the dynamic like for you training with Danaher and all those guys? First off, let's talk a little bit about uh, about the squad. Like, they have, like, what are you? Are you considered a co-high right now? Is that how it works? <laughs> yeah, have, yeah, have <laughs> what's, it, what's it like there? How do, how do you uh, how do they determine who's a kohai and what's the next rank? I I, I can't even remember all the names. To be <laughs> yeah. What's it, what's it what's it like training with John? Um, you know, I mean, like he has his uh, his group of athletes that compete that are always in front of him. You know, making sure he can watch over our drilling and our training. Um, but you know, he he definitely looks all around the room. You know, even if you're not a guy that's big out on the competition scene, he's still pulling you over, helping you. So, uh, you know, he, he gives attention to everyone, but he obviously gives more attention to the guys that are uh, out there competing and have competitions coming up. How do you think, because uh, obviously his his teaching methods are very effective. I, I mean, more so than anybody else. If you just look at the last ADCC, his direct group did very good. What do you think, how do you think he approaches teaching differently than other people that uh, makes people get good so fast and successful at such a high level? Yeah, so I, I believe that um, a lot of other people essentially give you like a bag of tricks. Oh, here's one move. There's another move. Here's another move. And then if the one move doesn't work, you just reset back to a neutral position and then you try another move. But I feel like John has created a system where it's like, okay, I attempt one move. That doesn't work. It leads directly into this move. That doesn't work. leads directly into that move. 
So I think that's what differentiates his teaching uh, to other teachers. Do you feel like, uh, I mean, I, I remember Gary told me that he trained in the, at Henzo's for like a, a while before John even like knew who he was. Did, for you, because you're Gordon's little brother, you probably walked right in there and had attention from him from the beginning, huh? Yeah, yeah. So Gordon like introduced me as little brother and everything. And, um, you know, I mean, I still like uh, he, he would run Gordon and Gary through drills and stuff because they had competitions coming up. But I, and I would sit out on the side and stuff. But uh, he, he's like I said, he gives attention to everyone. And uh, so who else have been some of the big influences in your jiu-jitsu career? Obviously, Gary, right? Yeah, it's it's pretty much uh, Gary, Gordon and John. Those have been the, the three biggest uh, influences for me. What's what's Gary like as an instructor? I know a lot about him as a competitor, but what's what's was Gary like as an instructor? Cause you you started under him, huh? Yeah, yeah. Me and Gordon uh, both started under Gary. I mean, I, again, he he's essentially taking the stuff that John teaches him and bringing it back to Brunswick and just reiterating it for us. So he's he's also an amazing instructor. <laughs> what about your your brother? What kind of influence has your brother had on your career throughout the years? Yeah, well, I mean, he's he's the one that got me started, and. Um, you know, I wouldn't be anywhere near the level that I'm at right now without him. He's helped me so much over the past couple of years. You know, any question I have, he's there to answer it. Um, so he's really helped me a lot. What is, what is a, uh, at what point in your life did you decide like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to go full time with this. I want to be a grappler. Like this is going to be my career. Um, so it was about 14. So like a year after training, um, that's when I decided I want to. I actually ended up dropping out of school at age 15 to pursue it full time. I believe I was told before that John was supposed to be doing some sort of homeschooling with you or something, right? <laughs> yeah, that ended up falling through. Uh, it's pretty much just been jiu-jitsu. So after one year? What, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what was it that made you uh, make that decision? What had happened uh, in that year? So... Uh, a big thing was that Gordon started to break out in that year. So, uh, you know, uh, my parents started to see it less as a, a hobby and more as a, uh, of a career. So that's what um, actually enabled me to, to drop out of school and, and pursue it full time. And that's also what gave me belief in, uh, in the fact that, like, you know, we have one of the best teams in the world. Gordon's starting to, you know, break out and eventually become the best. Yeah, and you started coming on at a pretty good time where all of a sudden, I mean, compared to five years ago, there's way more opportunities to make money as a jiu-jitsu competitor right now. Yeah, for sure. Back then, you would have to go to MMA. But yeah. uh, is MMA something that you're thinking about in your future? Are you going you gonna to stick Definitely with it? Definitely not. <laughs> I have no desire to get punched in the face. <laughs> I don't blame you. What, <laughs> what, what would you say is your biggest win so far in your career? Uh, I would say Geo. Probably, Gio Martinez. Yeah, I, I beat him when he was like at his, his peak. You know, he just uh, just beat Eddie's. You know, breaking breaking out. So I, I would say that was my biggest win. Yeah, for sure, makes sense. Uh, what do you do like to get ready uh, mentally on the day of? Do you warm up a lot? Do you listen to music? What what kind of stuff do you do to to get ready when you're about to go compete? Um, so I actually just recently started doing this, um, but now I've actually been training the day of, like I'll go and I'll, I'll go do a session, um, you know, get like a hard sweat in and then, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll feel pretty ready that way. So like, like just a full on rolling session. Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, before like the last sub stars, um, me, uh, Nick Rod, Ethan, and a couple of the local guys around there. We all just uh, went to the Goat Shed Academy, and we got a, a good session in beforehand. So 
you're what you're coming in i think under the weight limit for this match are you are you overcutting weight are you gonna just go up now just i just didn't want to have to cut any weight so i, I asked for 170. i don't blame you how, how big of opponents would you fight would you fight like big like 88 guys or are you trying to stick around the 77 um for right now probably stick around 77 I, it depends if i get offered a match with a big name in the 88 division i might take it um yeah. but obviously i prefer to stick around closer to my weight is is uh obviously your brother can't do the absolute next time is it is that something that you might enter you think in 2021 yeah for sure um i'm definitely planning to obviously it depends on uh who john decides from the team to go but if i'm one of the people that he decides to enter i'll uh, i'll definitely do it have you had a lot of experience competing in absolutes yet? Um, I have not actually. I I used to do them a bit when I was younger, um, like when I was like thirteen, fourteen at like local comps, I would enter the absolute. Um, but now recently, I haven't been. How do you think you got to change up your game if you're going against a two hundred twenty pound guy? Yeah, I mean, um, our game all or uh, my game uh, relies a lot on inside position, and I feel like that's perfect for big guys. You know, it, it prevents them from, you know, using their weight and crushing me. So uh, it would pretty much stay the same. There you go. Uh, so what else are you into? You got any other hobbies? What, what, do you, what do you do when you're not training? Pretty much just train and play video games. That's it. What video games do you play? Uh, so I play a lot of Fortnite, and I uh, just recently started playing a little bit of Warzone. COD? Yep. And and okay, let's say it's not the uh, Corona pandemic times. Uh, on a normal week, how much training do, does Nicky Ryan do? Um. So we'll normally do like two sessions a day, Monday through Friday, and then um, on the weekend uh, we'll just do one a day. So Saturday and Sunday will be one a day. So ten times, and then so you train seven days a week. Then two yes. times on the weekend, so twelve times a week. You, you uh, getting in any strength and conditioning in there or anything? Um, yeah, yeah. So a lot of times I'll uh, I'll go train up at Henzel's. I'll come back and then I'll uh, I'll go lift at the UFC gym in uh, like North Brunswick, and uh, then I'll drive back to my house and then uh, at night I'll go to Gary's. So and I'll lift normally about like three to four times a week. How do you get your lifting routine? Do, do you? Uh... Does somebody give you a routine to do? Or yeah, yeah. So, uh, I had um, Nick Ortiz. He's one of the guys that trains with us up at Henzo's. He showed me the form and everything, and, and gave me a full routine. You don't. You don't want ever. You don't want to go lift weights with your brother. Oh no! I heard Nat's exercises are awful. <laughs> yeah, it seems horrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, all right. So. What do you think the fans can expect next weekend right out of your match with uh, Ty? Um, it's definitely going to be a high-paced match. You know, both both the Rotillo brothers are known for, uh, like, their, their pace. You know, they never stop moving. Um, so, you know, I think it's going to be a lot of action. And I think eventually I'll break through with either a leg lock or I'll get on top and pass to the back. Do you, th do you feel that you guys are uh, – obviously, when, when Gary came on, he was crushing it, and Eddie, and then your brother – the Danaher squad was so far ahead of everybody with, with leg locks. How far do you feel like people are closing the gap there, or do you feel like it's still a huge advantage yeah, for you guys? Yeah, 100% people are closing the gap. You know, nowadays you're seeing less and less leg locks from us, and you're seeing more back attacks, I feel mm -hmm. like. 
Um, so, you know, we definitely have to, to switch it up, but we're, we're trying to stay ahead. You know, we know that people are learning leg locks now, so now we're switching our focus in another direction. Yeah, I mean, I think it's for a while unfairly been like, oh, they only do leg locks, but it's like your brother just basically gets on the back and, and chokes everybody. Yeah, I know. It's, it's so funny because, like, back then everybody's like, oh, Gordon, you know, he only knows how to do leg locks. He's one trick pony. Now that Gordon has switched to, you know, taking people's backs, they're like, oh, he sucks at leg locks, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's insane. <laughs> yeah. How, how did it feel for you guys when it was like, there was a period when, like, Gary and Gordon were wrecking things and Eddie, too, and it's like, but people were discounting, like, oh, you're only winning at EBI, this and that. And then all of a sudden Gordon goes out and and – wins ADCC and taps a whole bunch of people. They had no feel justifying for your guys' system, huh? Yeah. At that sure. point, it was like no, nobody could say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was definitely very relieved when Gordon won. You know, it's like finally we had one person, you know, from our team win, you know, a big competition outside of our rule set. Yeah, what would you say your guys' rule set is? Sub only? I mean, obviously, we all preferred, you know, no time limit, sub only. That was, that was most of our preferred rule sets. So you would prefer, like, would you have preferred that this match with Ty be no time limit as well, like your brother's is? Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, it doesn't matter. I feel like 10 minutes is enough for one of us to get submitted. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I would be fine with a no time limit match as well. Do you ever feel like there was more pressure on you coming up? Because, obviously, like, you got to – when you're a purple belt, there's more people – way more people watching you than a regular purple belt just because they're like, oh, shit, this guy's brother's ADCC champ. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, there's definitely is a little bit of added pressure, but, you know, I try my best to not let it get to me. Yeah, you seem very laid back. You just, you just don't, don't let it get to you, huh? Yeah. All right. So, uh, what, what else are your plans for this, this year? You got anything, anything else planned coming up? Uh, right now I don't have any other matches. Uh, I'm just focused on, um, Ty. That's the, the next one. And then, uh, yeah, this, that's pretty much it. I don't have any, I'm looking to get more matches though, for sure. Yeah, Dante is actually fighting tomorrow. He's fighting Johnny Tama. That might be a good one if he wins there. Yeah, yeah definitely going to watch that one. Johnny Tama might be an interesting one, though, though too. Johnny yeah, Tama's yeah, been doing pretty well. Really match with Ethan, so that, that might be a good match as well. What did you think about that ref's decision in the Ethan match? Um, You know, I mean, like, it's it, it could have it gone either way. You know, it's not like it was completely one-sided towards Ethan or, or Johnny. Um. I don't, I don't think that it should have been a unanimous decision, if anything, like a split. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was definitely a close match. And, you know, I can, I can understand why they gave it to uh, Johnny Tama. So, uh, Johnny Tama reminds me of something, because he gets into it with your brother on Instagram. Uh, you basically are the exact opposite of your brother. You, you don't really use social media, huh? Yeah, yeah, I'm quiet. I try and keep to myself. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, all right, I think... Uh, so probably be good. Uh, anything else you'd like to say to the fans or anything before we end it? Uh, no, that's, that's pretty much it. All right. So thank you very much, uh, Nikki Ryan, for calling in. Thank I know you, you don't do, you don't do very many interviews. Uh, I don't see you yeah, too many. So honored yeah. to have you on here. Thanks thank to you, Jeff. Jeff. Thanks yeah. to Jeff Chu for setting that up. And uh, looking forward to seeing you in Dallas next week. And for this event at Who's Number One, I'm sure the Tyro Tola match is something a lot of people are looking forward to. Yeah, man. I'll see you there. All right. Cool. Thanks, Nikki.